Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. I'm getting down to the sum of this. Well, some of that. The sum of everything. Come Hello, it's episode day 29 of Come Get Some here with Chris C., Miami Six Man. You can follow me on Twitter at Miami Six Man and on my show account at CGS here. Also, you can email me if you have any feedback, any thoughts, any concerns, any questions, any wants for the show. This is as much your show as it is mine. Uh, I mean, I'm not giving you my password, and if I win any awards on this podcast ever, God forbid, uh, you you won't be on stage with me, but, but you'll be present in spirit, and I really do appreciate you listening every week. But But I forgot what I was going to say. My point is <laughs> – you can email me at cgshere at gmail.com. cgshere at gmail.com is what I'm trying to tell you. Is email me there. If you want to hear something specific, bring it up. If you say I'm wrong about something, you want to call me out, bring it up, and I will get back to you personally and or on the air. Now, right now, what we're dealing with here is I think I might be considered a little bit of a, of a suppressive person. Uh, it's an SP in Scientology talk. So uh, today is part two of the uh, – before I get to that, part two of Kathy Shankelberg's conversation with me, the awesome Kathy Shankelberg. Her show, her one-woman show, Squeeze My Cans, is going back to L.A. Go to squeezemycans.com to look into that. You definitely want to see the show. I haven't seen it, heard tons about it. Can't wait till it comes to my area. If I have to, I may travel. But uh, before we get to part two of my conversation with Kathy, I do want to address the 690-pound overlord alien being in the room. I think I might be labeled as an SP by the Scientology world. It's a, an SP, as I said earlier, is a suppressive person. But I wonder, I often wonder, if you're going to go around labeling everything a negative term, calling everything suppressive that doesn't agree with you, everything outside of what you're doing in your group suppressive… Perhaps you are the ones being suppressive. Maybe instead of concentrating and spreading the word about all these SPs, you should be focusing on your PP. That's right. Get your PP out there. Show your PP to everyone. Let all those you feel need to hear it and need to know it bathe in the warmth of your PP. I, I should say that's positive. Power of positivity is what I'm trying to say. PP, not SP, PP, power of positivity. That's all. Anyway, <laughs> this works so much better in my head. Okay, so where we left off with Kathy was Kathy was saying that someone looked her up on IMDb and said she's nobody. I can't find any of her credits, but she was, you know, uh, on all kinds of commercial ads that don't show up on IMDb. And they're going, oh, she's just a clown. 
she's just a clown. Uh, so check that out. Um, check that out if you haven't heard part one yet. We're picking up right from there right now to my favorite ex-clown at ex-scientologist, Kathy. Uh, and stay tuned after the interview, uh, after part two, because part three is next week, and I'll give you a little sneak preview of what's coming up for that. Here you go. You know, vo- yeah, the voiceover thing, know. the voiceover thing, I'm trying to get in the voiceover. I, I don't do a very good impressions, but I can, you know, I want to do voices. <laughs> um, you, know, you don't have to do impressions to do voiceover. It depends on, no, on what no, you're doing. You have, to, you have to be able to read copy. Yes. And, and, you know, it's it's a different world now because I can't, I mean, I barely, I, I haven't booked voiceover in so long. I used to book all the time, but... Listen, so much is non-union, and so much goes to celebrities. And and unless yep. you know, unless you know, yeah, it's just not the same market as it used to be for me. And I mean, I made a lot of money in voiceover, and I don't discourage anybody from getting into it. It's just that what happened is, people were saying, "I want to do voiceover where I get paid five hundred. Someone say, "Well, I'll do it for fifty. And I'm thinking, oh, "Why would you sell yourself short?" Just to get you, that name. You, yeah, I just want to do it. I want my family to hear me, or I want my kid. I'm like, I just don't get it, you know. So I'm, I am lucky that I I made the living that I did when I did. Yes, I gave a lot to the church, but I also gave. Um, I helped my family. I I was able to travel a bit, and my daughter didn't suffer that much. Right. <laughs> you know, we had a roof over our heads, and and so we we are luckier than most. And um, I say that really. Sincerely, when I say we were luckier than most, because we didn't, we weren't born into Scientology. We didn't get disconnected from family members, and there's thousands of them out there. It gets bad. Thousands of people who haven't seen their grandchildren or parents or siblings because they left the church not in good standing. Like they went, I, I don't want anything to do with it, and so they were shunned. Well, I'm glad you say that because that's one of the things you hear about in the media, you read about in the papers, but you don't know how true it is, and, and you're kind of confirming it. Um, and that's mm-hmm. important knowledge there. And I was going to say before about the voice acting, it's kind of a thankless job. It's getting a little bit more notoriety today than it has in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's right. that's why that's why the ignorance is there with that. I wish he was just a clown. and. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm proud of being a, a, a clown on the Bozo Show. That was fun. I had a blast. I'm an actor. I, I do. I'm a singer. I sing in bars in Chicago. I sing jazz. I, I just, I, you know, I did Madame Chenardier and Les Mis and and um, quite a few other shows. And I'm, I love performing in theater. That's what I did before I got into Scientology. And then I stopped. And I was so stupid because I stopped doing it. Yeah, it was my fault. But I was in Clearwater. I couldn't exactly go on tour with anything. Right. You know, I made that choice. See how I'm not blaming. I'm not no, blaming no. I, I chose to do it, but I was I was definitely indoctrinated for sure. You don't you don't have to blame them, but that that's not okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not okay what right. they do. Um, I want to ask you. Um, you said you were there. Were you there actively for 15 years? Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, it was about August of 2004 when I went. Um, yeah, I, I I don't think this is going to work out. And then it took me another five years to really decide um, to get out. For, yeah, it took me another five. I mean, I was concerned early on when they tried to recruit my daughter into the Sea Org, and I said, she was young, and they were like, hey, you could do this when you're 18, you're an adult, and you could, you could join the Sea Organization, and you don't need your parents' signature when you're 18. And my daughter told me that, and I was like, hmm, 
I told them she's hands off, don't mess with her, and and then it kind of went downhill from there. And also when the money was gone, um, and also people people not I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't invited to play in the reindeer games. Okay, I was I was no longer um, part of the group because. Did because that, of certain things. No, I, I know you don't want this to be a focal point of the conversation. Um, yeah. But the um, the reindeer game, the whole thing not being part of reindeer games, I imagine that's a cross between uh, not being able to pr- uh, provide the expenses as well as um, how your audition went. Um, you, you had an audition yeah. that you didn't uh, know what you were auditioning for. Yeah, that was that was just uh, I had no idea. I went into um, I got called in to do an audition for a video uh, part of the church called the Golden Era Productions, and they do training videos to disseminate Scientology or to use as a training tool for people that are in Scientology. And so I thought I was auditioning for that, and I went into the room at in uh, Hollywood at the Manor Hotel, and and when I got there, I was in front of a camera, and just like any audition, you slate your name, Kathy Schinkelberg. Where are you from? I tell them. What level are you on? OT7, which is the operating Thetan 7. A um, couple other questions about my stuff and life, and then what do you think of Tom Cruise? And <laughs> honest to God, I was like, oh, man, again, man, that guy, I'm not a fan. I mean, <laughs> you know, I was so bummed when him and Nicole broke up and this and that. And I'm shooting off at the mouth, as my mother says, talking around your foot. But I just, I was never, I just didn't dig the guy. And all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, are you going to give me a script? Do I have anything to read? And he excused me from the room. And I'm like, oh, well, that was weird. So I go out and just lobby and I bump into this singer named Brooke. And, and she says, oh, my God, how'd you do? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, you know that was an audition to be Tom Cruise's girlfriend. And I'm like, uh, I don't think I'm getting a call back. <laughs> what a bizarre thing. <laughs> Well, and I don't know how she knew that, and I just kind of, you know what, I just swept it under the table. I was like, yeah, whatever. I mean, why would they ask me that? That's so weird. And then it wasn't until I I talked to other people who got out of the church, and I talked to the guy who got out of the church as running the camera, and he goes, oh, yeah, I remember you. <laughs> but um, then I knew it was like, and then I read Lawrence Wright's Lawrence Wright book, uh, Going Clear, and, and I thought, well, yeah, I... It is. It did happen. It happened to me, and it happened to other people, too, maybe. And they were, you know, women who were Scientologists who were upper upper levels, very affluent or doing well in life. I mean, look, I wasn't the hottest thing in the room at all, but I wasn't anything to scoff at. But I, right. I don't, I just, no, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Well, Kathy, uh, the, the thing with that was, um, I read somewhere that that started a downward spiral where you weren't allowed to, like you said, you weren't allowed to play in the reindeer games, you weren't allowed to parties, yeah. asked to leave the room. Well, I think something said blacklisted, but I don't recall ever saying I was blacklisted. I was shunned. I was, I was, uh, I was not exactly the. Let me let me put it this way. I was a celebrity, considered a celebrity, until someone bigger came along. Uh, so, so again, you're excused from the table. It's like, oh, you got to leave because there's someone bigger over here that needs that seat. Or or you're invited to the party, but now you can't come. And I, that, that really ticked me off. It was like, wait a minute, we're all Scientologists. We all poop and pee. We all need to 
athlete. We right. all, we're, we're not any different than anybody else just because you're making a million dollars and I'm not. Right. We're all looking for this spiritual freedom and hoping to help people and mankind. But, man, I, no. When I got bumped, I think one of the biggest things, I bought a, uh, there's a ship called the Freewinds, and I paid for a really nice room. It was 5000 for the week on this cruise. Wow. It's a... It's 5000 for the week, and I had a beautiful room that you could have windows, and it was the Millennium. I was so excited. I'd get on the ship, and they gave it away to Jenna and Bodie Elfman. And they told me, yeah, they wanted that room. And I bought it a year ago. Wow. And I got put down under the galleys, the, the kitchen, and they said, well, we'll credit you the next time you come on the ship. Well, I never went back, so I never got credited. So right. I stayed in a I stayed in a room that was maybe twelve fifty a week, and so I, you know, but that's what I mean. That's where you go. Oh, okay. So these two people wanted that room that I paid for a year ago, and I'm supposed to just bite it, which I. But they were I, telling I, you you were man, special, was, right? You're not special anymore now. It's, yeah. You know what? It's just there it, within Scientology. There is a click, just like anything. Come on, yep, yep. it's everywhere. It's not just like, but there's there's a click within a click. You know, you you, you ever go to a table and you go, oh, I don't feel comfortable at this table because everybody stopped talking when you sat down. Mm-hmm. You know, you know what I mean. I yep. don't need that. I I would trust me. I'd rather hike in the mountains and walk dogs than conform than conform and be something I'm not. So what came first, yeah. the um, the treatment over the Tom Cruise interview or the Sea Org offer? Oh, it, it was it was kind of all. Let me see the the cruise ship thing, then the daughter thing, and then the Tom Cruise audition, which basically I didn't I didn't get shunned from t- because of that. I got I got disenchanted. I was like starting to go. I was questioning things, and every time I questioned something, oh, how I dare you? pulled into ethics. Mm-hmm. Huh? How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, you, you, if you question something, or even what Ron, L. Ron Hubbard wrote, you have, to, you have to go through a series of looking up your misunderstood words, finding out, until you get so exhausted, you're like, yeah, okay, I get it. That's, okay, it's cool. I understand now. <laughs> it looks like geometry. You know, you're just like, I, I don't know if I can cuss on, on can I cuss on this podcast? Cuss a little bit. It's PG thirteen. You can. Well, nah, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna keep it clean. But well, you know, I kind of went screw it. Screw it. Mm-hmm. You know the word I want to use. Yes. Um. But uh, yeah. So and literally, when you when I was running out of money, I was told, "Well, you need to do a special rundown. You need to handle why you're not making money." So wait a minute. I need to handle why I'm not making money, but I have to give you more money to handle uh, why I'm not making money. Uh, I'm like, dang. You are smart. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well. You figured you know, it out. I am a, uh, yeah, really smart people have gotten into Scientology. Absolutely. Here's, here's, the, here's the kicker. People want to help. So you get in because of, or wanting, like I said, wanting to improve your life and help others. But you don't you don't realize it until you're so into it and you've paid so much money that it's like oh I, a great example your it's your wedding day I've never been married but let's just say it's your okay. wedding day because I know people who, who tell me this 
and you are in that room, the photographer's there, and everybody's there, and you're getting ready to walk down that aisle, and you're thinking, holy crap, I should not be getting married. But I'll just do it because I already paid the money. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was me. I was like, oh, man, as soon as I yeah, I got to the, a certain point, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just finish this one more thing, and then I'm done because I already paid for it. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Gosh, I hope you can see the show when it's um, in Florida. I mean, you have to follow it on on the website. We'll Absolutely. SqueezeMyCans.com. And, and I'm really flattered also that you um, took the time to read some reviews. Not just all the articles and stuff, but the actual reviews of the show. I'm going to post a link to some of them on my website because we have a lot of them up. That That really makes me... So happy when when people I don't even know came to the show and took the time at the Hollywood Fringe to write a review. That I mean, that is awesome. That says a lot. People that know and love you already. That's one thing, and I appreciated it. But I'm talking about people that I've never met who 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 tell me thank you. Wow, that, that is awesome. That that's that's the whole reason you're doing it now. I mean, a big part of the reason. Part of it's for yourself, but a lot of it is oh. you are helping well, others. It, 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 yeah, it's it's not for the it's not like I'm it's not for the money and and you know the church is really notorious like oh she's just trying to make money she's doing this is her 15 minutes of fame or whatever not that they've said that about me because I'm really like I said I'm not I'm not anything to write home about as far as the church is concerned but I am something to write home about if you have a young you know daughter or son or a, yeah. a loved one or friend who's considering it they come see the show and they will change their mind. And I kid you not, I have talked to, let me see, I've done 20 shows so far. I have talked to people that almost got in. I have talked to people who has family members that got in. And I've talked to people that are still in the church but under the radar that they wouldn't let me take a picture and post it on Facebook. They're like, no, 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 Wow. I can't, I don't want to lose my job or I have a sibling that's still in. So I wanted to come to your show because I don't do Scientology, but I don't want my name out there because I don't want to lose my job or, you know, because they work with us. Maybe you they work you in become a suppressive by, by default. So I'm, I'm considered, yeah. I'm declared a suppressive, so you really can't connect to me. Right. I would not be someone you'd want to be connected to. All right. Well, and obviously, so I can't. Scary. I can't talk to you about this without asking you, uh, the the one big thing people think about when you think of Scientology, I, I have to ask you uh, the Xenu questions. Uh-huh. Uh, when yeah. did you first hear of, of Xenu? Uh, when I opened the materials, when I went into the course room, when I opened it and read it, and went, what the F? Was that OT3? Yeah. OT3. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they saved it because if they would have showed me that at the beginning, you're out the door. Ran. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, I obviously I did it because I had paid for it. I mean, like, what am I going to do? I'm here. I'm in the room. I just spent how many months in Florida? You know, um, you know, in Clearwater, Florida, going from clear, Dynetic clear to OT seven, which is the top level that you go home and audit on, and now I'm here and I'm like. Oh wait a minute! This is what I have to do for the next three months. It took me to audit on that, and then you continue. It, yeah, it's it's it, it, well, you notice the alien hands, right? On the, right. Yep. On my graphics. Yep. Yeah. 
so again, and it also um, plays on the whole Pulp Fiction sci-fi thing. Yeah. Ron, you know. But, um, hey, why can't we laugh at ourselves? Right. We all make mistakes. Now, if I didn't laugh, I'd be just, I'd be, I'd be living in a hole. I'd be not happy. I think that's where a lot of us get into entertainment. A lot of us people who like to entertain is, is life is better when we're having fun and enjoying ourselves. Um, a, A lot of us, again, in entertainment, also the comical side, we, we see everything, and we see just how right. terrible things can be. And, and it's true, as like you said, not just in your case, but in a lot of cases, if you're not laughing, you, you want to cry. Let's just be real. Right. Um, right. Because I mean, you're a feeling person. And like you said, you care about people. You want to help people. So obviously mm-hmm. you, you're you very in tune with your sensitivity. Um, right, right. What about this... Um, what about Sea Org was it that made you say no? Is there something specific about Sea Org or something in your mind about it that made you say absolutely not? You know, I always looked at it, wow, they contributed their, their life to this, this group for a billion years, which is hard to fathom anyway, right. the whole concept, which I always had trouble with, but I always kept my mouth shut because I didn't right. want to be thrown into ethics. But um, what I just, I just didn't want my daughter to be recruited that young and also she was she just I just wanted her to live her life you know it's like I, w- I was told well when you raise your daughter you can join the Sea Org too and I'm like but I don't want to I want to sing I want to do all the things I haven't been doing while I'm going up the bridge Scientology bridge so that I can you know I kept I kept thinking no this is I want to sing and dance and act that's that's always what I've done I Nah, I don't know. I, I it's funny because I, I there were so many people I I did love, and and so many people that have gone, died, or left the mm-hmm. church, and you don't hear from them. And you know, you people genuinely really wanted to help, and so I met some really nice people in the church, but we were all duped. And the ones yeah. that are still in, they just either are afraid to leave, like I was for years, or they just have no. They are so brain rot washed that they can't they can't leave or they know they don't know anything else some of them have been in 40 50 years they have no pension they have no social security they they will leave and and where will they be where will they go so i mean um so if i'm getting this right basically taking enough of what you want out of life you didn't want that to happen to your daughter but but what was the fear of leaving what was what were you afraid afraid that you wouldn't have any support system at all or even dependent oh, no. on them you, or you, when you get into Scientology you you have friends from all walks of life. The longer I got in, the more I had insulated myself with all of a sudden the doctor that I had was now a Scientologist, the chiropractor, the the um the dermatologist, the tax the accountant guy, my bookkeeper is my agent, my manager, my friends, my photographer. If I had a cleaning person it would be a Scientologist. If I had an airport driver, he is a Scientologist. I was so insulated. Mm. So, it's, uh, you know, so when you leave, you lose a lot of that. Now, did I have friends outside of Scientology? Yes. Were they there when I got out? Absolutely. They did not judge me. They right. loved me unconditionally when I was in. But when I got out of Scientology, that's not the case. That's not the case. So... 
Um, leaving Scientology is like, well, also, when you think about it, you're eating crow. You're basically telling everybody, hey, I just spent a million dollars in almost two decades, and it was like a big mistake. I got punked in a big way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you look at this. Well, it, you know, I don't. Yeah, I'm ahead. sorry. No, go ahead. You you had a point. Go ahead. No, no, I didn't. No. I did. I didn't want to interrupt you. I'm sorry. Um, no. no, I'm looking at this and, and and look at folks like and you said kind things about John Travolta. Um, you got Lear Remini who just got out, and you've got um, Kirstie Alley. And, and I remember them all. Not John Travolta specifically, but I do remember um, uh, Mark. I'm uh, sorry, Mike Rinder. Uh, Leah Remini and Christy Rinder? Rinder, Rinder, sorry, Rinder. You you would know the pronunciation better, I guess. Sorry, uh, yeah, Mike yeah. Rinder, Leah Remini, and Kirsty Alley were all interviewed uh, by John Sweeney from the BBC. The reporter uh, did an uh-huh. investigative report years ago, uh, shortly after uh-huh. you got in, I think, or wait, shortly around the time you think about getting out, rather. And um, he did an interview with them. He was being followed around by camel, camera crews, which I guess you can confirm happens. Uh, he was being harassed mm-hmm. for doing the investigative report. And um, he interviewed uh, Kirstie Alley, Leah Remini, a few other people. Mark Rinder specifically, it was as if they... He, Mike Rinder. You mean I keep, Mike Rinder? I keep saying Rinder. Mark Rinder and Mike Rinder. Well, sorry. You're thinking of Mark Rathburn. Mark, I, Mark I got Rinder to be. Rathburn, I got to be. Yeah, these they were interviewed by John Sweeney when they were all in. Right. Still. But got, I know Mike got out shortly after that interview. Which yes. Was, great he's a he's a fantastic person but well, this is my he's, point he's, has he been a support system for yeah. you they do um i don't i don't know leah remini i know she has a huge support system from her family only from what i've read and i'm sure because you know i mean just like i said from what what i've read and and i did know her mom uh when i was in because we we were on course together for a while but i didn't know um leah at all um mike i knew because I met him when I went to his wedding, but um, and Kirstie, I only knew because I sat at her. T- we we both shopped at uh, the same store and mm. sat together a couple times, but she was never someone who I interacted with or went to parties with or anything. Okay. Um, but you know they they were interviewed, and yeah, I I know that 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 uh, Scientology. You know when people get out, they especially the high the Sea Org people and the people that have have something to say, like Mike Rinder and Marty went through a lot. But like I said, I only read things. So right. I only read what you read. So I'm going um, to – I want to ask you just from an opinion standpoint, because you can't, you can't be in Mike Rinder's mind, you can't be in Leah Remini's mind, or Kirstie Alley, anybody. But I can ask you what you think is happening here, because if, if you go back, you can actually find them on YouTube and everything, this, this, these interviews – he asked them uh, about their practices. He asked them about Zenu, and they all looked at him like he had three heads. And, and Mike Rinder in particular, it was like, I mean, I know technically he was almost uh, Miscavige's right-hand man. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. David Miscavige, I believe yeah. his name. Yeah, and yeah. He, um, it was as if you were talking to David himself. He was just a real, and I don't, and I don't say this, I'm not attacking Mike now because I'm trying to understand what happened here. You're, he was a, drilled to, he yeah. was a total mm-hmm. prick. To John Sweeney on this interview, for lack of a better term, he completely—you could tell he was yeah. being a jerk. You can tell he was being um, avoiding. And, and I don't know what's happening with Kirstie Alley and Leah Remini and, and these other people when they're being interviewed and they look at them and they deny, deny, deny. Is it different for these higher-up people in such a big way yeah. that they don't know Zenu's story or they don't know what's happening or are they, they, are they being yeah. forced to say these yeah. things? 
they all know it. Let me just tell you, they all know it. And and I was when I when I first opened up the material, if if someone reads, and I, I learned this very early on, OT3 was the wall of fire. If someone reads this material that aren't as, as advanced or ready to get this, they could die. They could, they could <laughs> seriously. I mean, uh, I think Ron said he broke his back when he was researching OT3. I, I can't remember what tape. It's RG67 or something. Those um, tapes, I've heard them. <laughs> a lot of things just, yeah. I mean, uh, but the thing is, is um, I had gotten home from uh, – being on OT7, and a friend of mine was in my kitchen, and she said, hey, and she said, is it true that there's these body thetans and these alien life forms attached to your body, blah, blah, blah. I looked at her, and I said, you got to be freaking kidding me. I'm like, you really think I spent all this money to do that? Seriously? I was trained not to say anything. I made her, made her wrong. I basically made her go, what the heck, man? It's, it's too embarrassing. I well, I couldn't disclose it. It would cost me so much money when oh. I got to Clearwater for my tune-up, my checkup. It would cost me so much money if I said, oh, I just told somebody about OT3. Oh. You know? So so they they were doing the right thing because they were, they were drilled. You know, before you go on television... These people, in, in the, before they're interviewed, they're drilled what to say and what not to say. I mean, I was even drilled. I said, why do people keep calling Scientology a cult? And then I was drilled on, on what to say when someone calls Scientology a cult. I was like, well, it's from the word culture. All religions are from the word culture, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I had to drill it, like rote, you know. All right, so that's the end of part two. Part three is next week. I just want to say a few quick things just for clarification. Uh, first of all, I apologize uh, apologize to Mike Rinder for butchering his name. And uh, I, I called Mike Rinder uh, a prick uh, based on the way he was treating John Sweeney. I just want to clarify that my point was, and I think it was kind of clear there, that uh, these people like Leah Remini and, and Mike Rinder said these things and were very vehemently – in denial, and now that they're out, they're very honest and forthcoming about it and tell you exactly uh, what is happening. And it's very different very different personality uh, switches between these uh, these particular personalities. Well, what I want to say is I, I've done some more uh, digging since doing this interview, and I found that Mike Rinder left Scientology right after berating John Sweeney, which I thought was kind of interesting. And I have some thoughts on that, but I don't want to speak and put words – in in Mike's mind, I, I, mouth. I, I don't want to. Sp- I don't know what's going on in Mike's head. So Mike Rinder, if you're listening, if you know Mike Rinder, uh, ask him to come on the show. I'd love to have you on and talk to you from your perspective. You will have a unique perspective, even more unique than Kathy's. You know, this isn't the anti-Scientology come get some show, but it would really be great to have you on, and I'd be honored, Mike. In the meantime, next week we'll talk more about John Travolta. I'll have some words for John Travolta, for Michael, uh, for David Miscavige, and for uh, Scientology in general. Uh, you won't want to miss that. This is a special invitation that I don't really expect to be accepted, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, also, a um, couple questions here. Is this Kathy uh, Schenkelbert's favorite interview? Is this uh, is uh, Does she think I have a face that belongs somewhere other than radio because I'm just so good-looking? Will we see Dianetics Episode 7, L. Ron Awakens? Find out the answer to these questions and much more next week on Come Get Some. Until then, thank you for listening. That about sums it up. Have a good week and stay connected.
I'm getting down to the sum of this. The sum of that. The sum of everything. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.